Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to From Dial Square to Where with me, Andrew, your host. And look at the look who I've got with me today. Look, look at him sniggering away I'm like laughing. little. I'm laughing at you because you, you, just before we came on, he's like, "Okay, Glenn, we're going to go live. I just have to play this little intro." So I'm just sitting. Yeah, here. no, and it, I don't know what happened. It didn't work. So there you no, go. No, no. Just, all I heard, all I saw was boom, 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 boom. I know. Hear music. And then you staring at the camera. But it didn't I, work. I know. I was waiting for it too. I was thinking, what the hell's going on? But there you go. It's just uh, that's technology for you. Hello. But yeah, uh, so good to have you back because it's been too long, my brother from another oh. mother, Glenn. <laughs> yes, it has been very long. I'm really glad that you asked me to come on because it takes me away from the TV, wondering who the next president of my country is going to be. You know, it's like you can't stop looking at it, even though everybody's just guessing right now, you know, and I just, so I'm glad that you are diverting me from that right now. Oh, I had, well, I've, we've, we've been chatting on, obviously, on WhatsApp, like we've been doing, do, you know, fully explain my thoughts on politics it just i don't trust a single politician in the entire mm -hmm. world i think they're all liars they're all only out for themselves they will tell you what you want to hear during any kind of election campaign doesn't matter what party they represent they are only in it for themselves so i don't trust anyone of them no, so Dude, dude, I totally get that. But you got to understand, you know, I'm living through this. My wife, who's working from home upstairs, voted for the other person. We each voted for the opposite candidate in my house. Oh, okay. And okay. she's, first of all, she's really angry with me. Uh, she, told, <laughs> she told me, if your guy wins, I don't even want you to come upstairs for two days. I'm like, <laughs> she thinks Result. that's a yeah, no, she thinks that's a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, wow, extra boost. What was did so, she, uh, 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 here's Chappers, uh, if he's got some kind of internet signal, <laughs> well, I'll let him go. But it's, hey, what, when she said, oh, here we are, how are you? Hey, boys, how you doing? Good, 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 good. Doing great. Right. 
You two know each other. Good to see no, you. No, I've never met you, Andrew. I've never, I don't, Chappers, if I've met you, forgive me, I don't remember. I probably was high, but uh, <laughs> no. Well. Uh, we, we should have um, another guest joining us uh, in a short yeah. while. So uh, Chappers, from the Chappers, we were just about to talk about uh, United. Uh, did you catch the, the game today? Uh, I, well, Thank you for you taking over the present. I've been a very busy boy today. I've been doing some other work um, uh, this evening, but. I did check the score. I think they were two one down. Uh, um, that was what I was. Uh, yeah, that's what I looked at. Um, that was the last time I looked at it. It was a um, yes, yeah, and I was like, oh, I wonder who they've got. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard of them. So um, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> you, I mean, uh, you've got your Movember thing going on, Chappers. But where's uh, where the hell's Glenn, I can't. You're, you look weird at the moment. You haven't got your, your tash and your little, your little tiny little Robert Pires beard. I don't, thing. I don't. I don't want to talk about my grooming habits. I want to talk about United. And I know, but you look weird. Are you sure you're? Are you sure the real Glenn? Are you the real Glenn? <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm miserably married with two kids. There, that's my ID. All right, now you know. But so when she was uh, having a go at you about the uh, election and who you voted for, was, was, was she co was she combing her legs at the time? For those of you that don't know, New York has been in lockdown for seven months, and my wife has not shaved the entire seven months, and that's what Andrew's talking about right now. Look no, at Chappers. A wookie. Wait, check it out. Chappers came on this show smiling and happy. You bring up my wife's leg hair, and now he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, um, done a bit of work. I, I, I've done a little bit of work landscaping, mate, so I could come around and put some tears or something. I don't know if that's going to help. <laughs> my name. Oh, you um, guys. Got a hedge, a hedge as it goes, As it goes, Andrew, you were saying about the Movember thing. It's actually not a Movember thing. It's just, it's... Uh, uh, it was a Halloween thing. I saw. Uh, went, I did a Gomez Adams costume. Um, it looked really uh, good. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, did you? Right, yeah. But I, I just haven't got rid of it. Um, I kind of like it. Yeah, it <laughs> um, all right. I kind of want to. Just kind of makes me sort of want to go. Me, the thirteenth Duke of Wimborne, here on a podcast. <laughs> my reputation, Alex Um <laughs> You ain't seen me, right? If it wasn't, if it wasn't for the British accent, I'd say you'd look perfect at Woodstock the way you look right now. <laughs> well, I, I take that very much as a compliment. This is because I didn't get to see the bleeding barber before we got locked down again. So uh, that one's out the window now, unfortunately. But so, Glenn, no, it's really nice to actually meet you on on the screen. Uh, um, I know, I, you know, I've communicated with you many, many times, sort of via this show and and on Twitter as well. And uh, yeah, it's great, great to see you in the flesh, man. Yes, same here. Uh, right back at you, Chappers. Now, uh, Andrew, would you take control of your show back, please? Well, if you give me a chance. If you, I mean, you're entertained with every Glenn. You're entertained with one bit of every Glenn. <laughs> no, just go, man, go. I'm on a, I'm on a time limit, go. Right. So anyway, I'll, I'll be... I wasn't thinking uh, that character you said, Chappers, by the way. I was thinking 70s porn. But anyway, oh, we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, maybe not. 
<laughs> I'm not going to. Um, we just. I just want to have a very, very quick sort of uh, recap, really, of um, the weekend's great result. Um, it's been done to death. Or, you know, I don't want to talk about it too much, but I was so proud of the boys at the weekend, and I thought right the way through from from uh, you know the goalkeeper through to the strikers. I think they all had a really good game. Really proud of them, namely. Um, El Nini, I think he's just been a revelation. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. And Rob Holding, what a what a game he had after being rushed back three three weeks early uh, from injury, and he put in one of those performances like he did against Chelsea in the in the cup final in 2017. Uh, I thought he was magnificent as well. Obviously, if all the other usuals like uh, Partey and uh, Gabriel, fantastic, yeah. absolutely unbelievable. Uh, what signings they've been. But I thought, you know, those two in particular, um, considering people haven't had much faith in them, I thought they had great games. I mean, I'll go to you first, Glenn. What was your um, thoughts on the, the match overall? Okay. Um, I, I don't disagree with anything you said, uh, except um, the one thing that worries me now, now that I've had time to think about it and, you know, see the reaction of other Arsenal fans is, do you guys believe El Nenny is now the long-term answer next to Partey? I do not. I, I I I respect him as a player. I love the fact that he's a man. Arteta said he's a man without an ego. I have tremendous respect mm. for people like that. But to me, in the Arsenal team that I want to see contending for the title, I don't see El Nenny as anything more than a squad player. Uh, you guys, please tell me I'm wrong. I've been wrong lots of times. I mean, he's he's always been brought in. He was always brought in as a squad player. Um, you know, when he was identified uh, by the scouts and and by by Stat DNA as well, he was he was brought in as just that a useful squad player. And you know, he had quite a few bumps in the road here and there. Um, he wasn't getting the regular time that 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 he needed. I mean, he was not. He was pretty inexpensive. Um, He's he's come you know he's come back since uh, his loan in Besiktas a new man. I I see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, Glenn. About well, is he really the long term answer to party? We've seen we've really seen one good game between that partnership. Um, but what was interesting to me was was that it it really did quite click. You know, uh, I think that. The thing with Al Nani is he's always been um, a player where you can't um, necessarily say, well, he's stellar, he's got this, he's got that. But he has always offered a bit of consistency. And mm -hmm. I think that one thing that our midfield does need right now is some consistency. You know, he might, he's, and he's, I mean, I, I, We've we've all seen that clip, I think, of the ninety first minute where he is just hustling. He's hustled from the left hand oh, side of the eighteen yard box and just to, just taking it all the way, you know uh, hustled it, uh, hustled them all the way up to the to the uh, to the halfway line, and United have had to put the ball out. Um, that's the kind of compassion and commitment I want to see from my players. I don't know, know, want to know that he's the long term answer, but it looks pretty good. Andrew, just give me 10 seconds. You can even time me. I agree with you, Chappers. Consistency, um, you know, but the thing that worries me is creativity. We didn't have our first shot on goal until the second half, and that's the only thing that worries me. That's why I don't think he's the long-term answer. That's it. 
Uh, that was longer than 10 seconds. Sorry, Andrew. I, 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 didn't, uh, I mean, firstly, I, di- I didn't say he was like the long-term answer and he should be in the mid, uh, midfield for seasons to come. I just said he's been playing brilliantly and he has. One, yes. one question, no. One question. And I know it's just really hard to answer because it's hypothetical. But just try and imagine just for one second, Glenn, that um, you'd never heard of Mohamed Elneny until the start of this season because we just brought him in. Say we we just bought him for you know twenty million pound, okay, and we, and we popped him in. Based on his performances so far this season, would you say would you that you'd have been really happy with that purchase? Yes, absolutely. And what I'll say to you is, uh, you guys seem to be old enough. You remember Meatloaf's album "Bat Out of Hell," which propelled him. What if he died uh-huh. in a plane crash two months after he released that album? We all would have been like, oh, my God, we've been robbed of his brilliance. Right? He hasn't done all that much since then. You can't judge him. Uh, hang, hang, like, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. He's done Wayne's World. He's done Wayne's World since then. I mean, Christ. Give him some credit, man. I, I, dude, dude, since El Nenny's come back from loan, he's been fantastic. Absolutely, and uh, uh, exactly. That's all we can ask, isn't it? I mean, he's yeah. been, he's been dropped in there, and I think his performances have been raised by the fact that he's playing alongside Thomas Partey and uh, you know, better players than he had before. I, I honestly think that the effort. I mean, that what you just said, chap, is in the uh, you know injury time. It was for absolute um, inspiration to all the other players around him as well. And the good thing was, I mean, I saw on Twitter afterwards that Sabios put, um, he retweeted the video of him doing that uh, with loads of sort of clapping hand emojis all the way through. Nice. It's, it's got to rub off, isn't it? That kind of commitment. Wait, and, I, uh, that's, all I'm, that's all I'm saying at the moment. He has... He oh, dude, dude. Dude, we're all arguing and we all agree that it's driving me crazy. Um, he checks all the boxes. Arteta said his teammates love him. Uh, I'm sorry I brought it up. I thought that everybody... No, 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 at all. Not at all. It, it, I, I don't think he's going to... We're not going to win the league with him in the in the team, but I'm just giving him props for his performances at the moment because okay. I would rather have him than Jacker because he's more mobile and more hardworking. Sure. I think that I think that that's that's fair to say um, that perhaps you know he is not necessarily the a, a champion a, a Premiership winning player, but as we've seen time and time again with Mikel Arteta is that he is very very um, what's the word I'm looking for here? He's very uh, oh god, I can't think of it. But he he thinks of things down to. The minutest detail when it comes to his game plan, his strategy, and his tactics, uh, and every game for him is different. So, if there's a game where actually he thinks, well, I think that on any here alongside Partey is probably going to be more beneficial than having, say, Sabios or Xhaka or Willock, for example. Then um, he's you know, he's he's got that player at his disposal. And he's that player's always ready to give a hundred percent as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, can absolutely, and that, that's what you, all you can ask. Also, he's extremely cool. I think. You just I like that he has hair like chappers. That's the only reason you like. <laughs> he's got. I like the fact he's got hair like 
Rude Willet or, you know, a 90s reggae like, star. If I, if I could have hair like El Nanny. Man, uh, like, he just seems like a really, really lovely guy. Like, yeah. his teammates mm. love him. And even Arteta, uh, even back in the day when Arteta was playing for Arsenal, they played a total of 22 minutes together on the pitch, actually, uh, Arteta and El Nanny. Um but uh, even even then, Wenger was saying, uh, singing El Nenny's praises about how all the the you know, all the the team love him, and he's a really popular guy, and they love his commitment and his attitude. And, you know, he's very very much like an old fashioned player, an old fashioned football player. You know, he turns up, does his job, goes home to his family. You know, mm. and I, 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 I really love that about. May, may I on. ask you guys one question? It's just yes or no. Andrew, you always turn yes or no's into a 20-minute answer. <laughs> if, someone oh, offered, okay. if someone offered us 20 million for El Nenny tomorrow, would you sell him? No, not to, not tomorrow. Okay. My, I'll, I'll, I'll rethink it in the summer. I'll rethink it in the summer because if we get Champions League, which I think we will, crying then, out loud. Mm. Oh my God! Talk about a technicality. All right, pretend think, it's January. I think pretend you're, I think you're no, right. No, January. No. I I think you're right. I was thinking to myself, well, all right then. Um, what on current form? Uh, literally a few days ago, on what current form would I think that El Nani? would be sold at uh on sorry on his current form what price would i think it'd be sold at and and i, I thought the same thing i thought about well maybe 20 million if if we were offered 20 million i think that's probably who could you get to replace him for 20 million quid pardon well that's who could you point. get to replace him for 20 million quid it's no point it's it's useless yeah. I, I, I don't think how is, it he's how is it useless if it's January and it's the transfer market and you have an extra 20 million for that tight ass cronky? I asked, the, I just asked you a question who could you get to replace him for 20 million pounds? Well, it could, it could go some way to um identify to paying for a, a, another target. Uh, I, as I said before, I don't think Awar, for example, I don't think we're going to get him I, now. Um, but I'm surely they have other targets that, that they've identified that they want to get. And although maybe, all right, maybe 20 million wouldn't pay for the target. It's a big chunk of money towards a transfer that we could make happen. I would okay. wait until the summer, personally, but that's my decision. I'd, I'd keep him for the season. You'd wait till I, the I would wait until the summer. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't do anything in January. I wouldn't sell him in January. If and if if the stories are true with Awar, right? He wanted to come to Arsenal, but his brother is is a dick and wanted all this extra money and ruined everything. You're telling me that if you want to go play for Arsenal Football Club and your brother being greedy is the reason that you didn't go, you wouldn't yeah. say to your brother, "Shut the f up." I'm, you know, I'm going there. You, you can have two million instead of eight million. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm just oh, saying. Absolutely. Yeah, so I agree. I don't, I don't rule him out because I know that's what I'd say to my brother. Actually, I'd fire my brother. But yeah. you know, whatever. So yeah, you, you can't just have this open-ended question. Who are you going to replace El Nenny with? It wasn't. Uh, there wasn't just that though with his brother. 
as well. He had a phone call from um, Zidane, or a representative of Zidane, obviously, um, saying, wait until the summer. We want you. And that also made him yeah. change his mind about coming to right. Arsenal. You think this is why I don't think we'll get him. I mean, I, you know, one thing for certain, Glenn, I would not want to replace um, Al Nani with Awar's brother. Like, because, <laughs> as you say, as you say <laughs> he is a dick. Okay, let's go. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it right, puts me off him. There's, 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 there's a lovely video of, um, I mean, you must have seen Ainsley Maitland Niles with his little bird catcher video. That's what they call me, the bird catcher. When they're you know, on some little team trip where they like feeding parakeets or something like that. And Mo Nenny's in the background, and you can just see his little face, and his little eyes are filled up with wonder. So if he's sort of going, oh, oh. Did, he have, uh, did he have birds nesting in his hair? <laughs> he did not. I don't know what. Chappers, Chappers, Chappers you have fun. made... 10 solid straight minutes of a great defense of El Nini. But you're going to lose me if you're going to say, oh, he's so Forrest Gumpy. You know, I'm not. <laughs> he's not Forrest Gumpy. He's, he's just a great guy. I, I, that is a guy that I want in my dressing room. In fact, I mean, this is kind of my dressing room. But um, <laughs> I, I look. Time he likes. That's what I'm saying, man. Um no, I agree. I dude, you made a great argument. I actually feel like kind of a tool for even bringing it up because you both made great arguments about him. Okay, so can we move on before my wife texts me to go upstairs? Do you think Chappers? Chappers? If, oh, by the way, Glenn, if you yeah. didn't know already, Chappers is obsessed by hair. You know, on footballers. So, got you. Do you think that? Um, Rob Holding should shave his hair, <laughs> or do you think he should go full Bobby Charlton? Uh, you well, know what? I answered that question in my head even before you gave me the second. Uh, well, answer, you know, which was exactly that. No, Bobby. We're Charlton, so connected. Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, when, when I was when I was thirty, I had the hairline that Holding has now, which is practically invisible. And I said, F it, I'm shaving. And I've Yay! been that way since. So that's me. I, you know, it's it's all individual. You know, maybe he's going to do this huge comb over we'll all laugh at. I don't care. He had a great game against United. So He was great. He was really good. Yeah, but I really liked shame. his performance. It's a shame he's like 26 and losing his hair already. There's this old – my wife doesn't understand – you know, how traumatic that is for, for a guy, you know, and I used this old stand-up comedian's joke. I said, for you to appreciate a guy losing his hair, you'd have to, uh, you'd have to think, okay, what would it be like if your, um, your breast just slowly went down your body as you got older? That's what it's like, that's what it's like to lose your hair. You know, it's like they go from here and they just go down and down. So I feel bad for holding. I think you should shave it and grow a badass goatee or something that's what you know if i were him it's the female equivalent of shaving your head just kind of snipping them off don't know oh god i don't even i don't even know i just I perhaps envisioned i got too far into that analogy and actually now i feel i ought to backtrack before um <laughs> it's I, too late I, it's I, fine. and actually i don't know i've been watching a lot of the shining recently and and 
I, I think I just my mind's become a little bit too visceral. Um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, let's 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 just let's let's scoot over that one. All right, okay. cool. Yeah. I've got. In fact, before we move on to to have a chat about tomorrow's game as well, I've just suddenly remembered something as well because I was listening um, last week. I started listening to a few of the old Tuesday Club podcasts. Oh yeah, you know, um, with Alan Davis and that brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And that, I think they were from 2013, the one I'm, I'm listening to at the moment. And uh, one of them, Keith, Keith Dover, said, um, was talking about the current players that we had at the time and whether they would be a werewolf or a vampire. And it was really funny. I mean, it's, <laughs> some of them. I I mean, I could start. I think we should go through the squad like, if, and right. say who they would be because I'll tell you now, I've, I've been saying this for months, uh, that Abamyang is a vampire. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. 100%. He's actually got the teeth that do just yeah. uh, slightly as well. Yeah. So I would, I'll start start us off with him. You know, who, you know, Glenn, let's start from the goalkeeper. What would you think? Would he be a vampire or a, a werewolf? Or, or werewolf or vampire? Didn't they cover this in those awful Twilight movies? I mean, now now we're applying it to football players. Yeah, what Leno, they look like? What they look like? What we do? <laughs> Leno, Leno, definite, definite werewolf. You reckon? Yeah, I think I think I'd go werewolf as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was a when, bit. When, when uh, the moon, is, when the moon is full, he changes and wanders way outside of his goal for no reason. He's definitely a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, what about Bellerin? Chappers. Yeah. So what about Bellerin? Bellerin. Bellerin. Bellerin is, I think he's he's a bit vampy, isn't he? Uh, but he's he's more of a kind of a uh, he's a bit like a sort of Tom Cruise sort of vampire. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, quite sort of yeah, spot, yeah, yeah. Kind of vampire. Um, and you know, stylish. Well, hey, Hello. How you doing? All right, man. You all right? Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I just got kicked on my ankle playing football, so my legs are really sore. Oh, oh sorry oh, to hear it. Well, it's so nice. right at your age. Did I'm you nice. well, back into you whilst you were in the air, mate, and then land on you? Yeah, it, it was almost yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, uh, just so you can catch up, Richard, Andrew has us guessing werewolf or vampire with Arsenal players, and we're up to Bellerin. And uh, uh, I say vampire because vampires are known for their for their style. But he'd be an effeminate vampire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very much. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I would. I would see him like you said, Chappers, more in the Tom Cruise interview with the vampire type yeah. of thing, rather exactly. than uh, Wesley yeah. Snipes in Blade. Yeah, uh, Bellerin <laughs> would have those. Bellerin would have those fluffy little uh, things around yeah, his. Yeah. Head, you know what I mean? He would. <laughs> Wouldn't he just? He probably is. <laughs> I bet he has a lot of garlic though. But you know, mind. What? Richard, what about um, what about Kieran Tierney? Would he be a werewolf or a vampire? Judging by looking at him, he's definitely a werewolf, isn't he, yeah. Kieran Tierney? I agree. Yeah. He's definitely I a werewolf. So. I think so. I in fact, I think he actually is. He, in reality, he actually is. I reckon after midnight, that's it. That's him done. He runs like a werewolf as well, like the speed and yeah. pace of him. Yeah. What about uh, the centre? Well, David Louise. I would. I'll go David Louise. I'd say 
He is, uh, despite his hair, I would actually put him down as a vampire. Would you? Yeah. I'm going yeah, heaven yeah. werewolf all day, mate. Yeah, I think werewolf. I yeah, I'd go werewolf, David Lloyd. Yeah. I'll bow to your superior knowledge, you three. What about uh, Rob Holding? Would it, Glenn, it's your turn. <laughs> I, I didn't get to weigh on weigh in on Louise and uh, my my I say werewolf also. Well, now now who'd you say? Rob Holding. Rob Holding. Ugh. Mm. He's tough. I guess I guess vampire. That that it doesn't really apply to him. He's, he's he hasn't just, got enough hair, has he? For a <laughs> weird. Kind of the gaunt, kind of gaunt, sort of pointy, angular features of the vampire, though, wasn't he? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's a vampiric face. He has, <laughs> yeah. And Winston's put, uh, agrees with me, Alba is a vampire out of Red Dwarf. <laughs> yeah, he is. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chappers, Gabrielle. There's a vampire in Red Dwarf. Sorry, it's the cat, isn't it? It's oh, the cat, the cat. Right. cat. Right. yeah. He's called, yeah. He's called the cat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, uh, Gabrielle, uh, he's absolutely 100% a werewolf, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yes, he's yeah. absolutely, yeah, savage. he's got the natchez, isn't he? The natchez, yeah. for it. Ah! Werewolf all the way. Yeah. They come in his area. He pisses and pisses on him. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Winston and uh, Tony. Hi, Tony. Thanks for joining us. Join in. Put what you would put down as well. We're going to midfield now. Yeah, so, Richard, choose a choose a midfielder and tell us which what they'll be. Danny Ceballos, and he's Ooh, definitely yeah. a vampire. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. absolutely, all day, and especially when yeah. he's got his hair brushed back. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. Bun, and that little bunny used to have definite vampire. That's hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Glenn. Oh, actually, it's more. I'll go. Well, who else have we got? I'll go for Thomas Partey. Werewolf. We've got to be a werewolf. I think definite werewolf. Okay, yeah. I got myself another five minutes. I'm sorry, oh, what about, was... Glenn. What about um, El Nini? El Nini. What would he be? Oh, he's um, he's a badass. He's a werewolf. He's all over the yeah. place. He's very athletic. Definite yeah. werewolf. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Chappers, who else we got in midfield? Who are we missing I would out? argue um, that El Nani is supposed to be either. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Chappers. What'd you say? I was just saying I would argue that El Nani is actually too nice to be either. Granite Granite Xhaka, Chappers. Xhaka is clearly neither and Frankenstein's monster <laughs> instead, isn't he? That's what he is. Oh, that's, that's just cruel. Only third is but a mummy. Um, all right all right i i preface this by saying i have done a turnaround on jaka thanks to a, a terrific video done by tom over at the gunner talk showing him statistically against other players around the world so i say i say that with that preface now as far as jaka goes vampires can change their form so 
I say he's a vampire because he came back from giving this to us, you know, to uh, to a whole different person now. Nice. So, nice. Uh, see, uh, yeah. Um, Tony Turner's Ew. put uh, about El Nini. He's Egyptian, so he must be a mummy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what? And uh, good call. A jacker, a black jacker, black cat. <laughs> black cat. Black anyway. Cat. I would say, uh, uh, I would say, Jacka. Oh, it's a tough one, actually, with Jacka with these, these features. I, I would say, what do you say, Richard, about Jacka? I think uh, he, I think he's a vampire. Oh, yeah. It, I, I thought he's, initially. he's very pasty, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's got a very pasty so. complexion. Yeah. Who, who are we missing out from the uh, midfield? I think that's about it, really, isn't it? Um, Joe Willock, so he, he's a vampire. Joe oh, Willock. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, could, you could actually see him in Blade, couldn't you? Or in the uh, oh, yeah. you know the nightclub scene in Blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With all the blood raining oh, down. I haven't watched that Wicked. scene. That's, that film in ages. Brilliant film. Oh, I love I love that uh, that tune that they come on that comes on as well when they're in that the the blood starts pouring down in the nightclub. I can't remember what it's called. It's a really good tune anyway. Uh, right, forward three. I've already done Alba. Alba is a hundred percent a werewolf. Uh, sorry, vampire. Yeah. Lacazette, Glenn. Lacazette. Ah, oh, he doesn't really fit either one. It's not all right. I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I'll go werewolf. I, I can what see him smiling and then just revealing the two, the two teeth of a vampire. <laughs> yeah, because vampires are more cool, aren't they? And he's a very cool bloke, isn't he? Yeah. All right. You, you. Yeah. Vampire. I like yours better. I like you. Yes, vampire. I right, see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with werewolf thing. I think because he's. He's very strong physically, you know. He's got that yeah. kind of really strong physicality about him. So um, for me, it's it's werewolf. Yeah, I think werewolf as well. Yeah. You reckon? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And what about Pepe, Richard? <laughs> wow. I'd say we're, uh, I'd say vampire. vampire. I'd say vampire. He's not a werewolf. He's a vampire. He, I think I think Pepe is one of those. Um, I was thinking about what's his name today, Michael Holding, the um, the uh, West Indian uh, cricket uh, bowler, fast bowler, and his nickname was Whispering Death. <laughs> that's so, a cool nickname. That's a great nickname, right? Because he was just a really, really fast bowler who would just bowl at your body, you know, and really hurt you, but umpires and 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 the batsmen that were at the other end would always say that you you could never hear him running up like even though he absolutely trundle in like his run up was so quiet and he just chucked this ball so fast and i feel like um oba uh, not oba sorry pepe has a touch of that sort of whispering death quality about him <laughs> you know what i mean so i i i'm again i'm thinking yeah whispering death <laughs> that's it. That's it. that's your wife. That's my wife's ringtone. Um, I'll go, I'll go. I'm not joking. Um, 
Um, I'll go with Pepe as a vampire because you never know what right. you're going to get. The Last cool one for you, Glenn. Last one, quickly. Saka. I don't even get to Saka. answer Pepe. My wife might come drag me off screen in any minute now. All right, well, what's your question? Saka. Saka. Uh, he's, a, he's a baby werewolf. He's, he's still growing. <laughs> but he's, he's moving around. He's got claws. But he's, he's not King he's, he's, he's a puppy, he's a puppy, isn't he? <laughs> he's, he's a puppy werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> guys, guys, I'm sorry, I wish I had more time, but I seriously have to go. Um, it's a pleasure as always. I hope to see you all real soon, okay? Yeah, Thanks, yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. Speak to you soon. Cheers, Glenn. Speak to you later, mate. Cheers. And just for the record, as everyone knows, his wife is a Wookiee. Right, so, um, what do you think about Saka Chappers? Um, well, uh, I I can't really disagree with that. When you said Team Wolf, I think you, uh, I think you not, uh, I think you knocked the nail on the head there. That was uh, surfing on top of a van. That's what you can see. You know, I actually did that on top of my mate's camper van. I I, I must have been about eight, 17, 18 at the time, and we we literally drove driving through Melksham in Wiltshire, which is you know a lovely place. You really should visit. Um, <laughs> through the food. <laughs> <laughs> Berryfields Park. Um, uh, yeah, back from the shop, and I was on top of his camper van. And looking at looking looking back at it now, that's really po probably one of the most dangerous things I've ever done. But um, at the time, it was hilarious. I did it on top of my mini, and and the, <laughs> and the problem is the mini had a full length Wabasto sunroof. So I was like, it was like when I was lying on it, you know, just standing on it, it was like sagging. That was really dangerous. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to quickly go through some of these. Um, just finish this off with some of these comments as well. Uh, 95 Winston, Pepe is a vampire. Uh, Tony Turner said Lacazette would be an Anne Rice style vampire. That's interview um, with the vampire, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pepe is a vampire stuck as a bat. And. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> and Saka, I'm presuming it's Saka, a young wolf in Paris. Absolutely, <laughs> no, a wolf in Paris. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I love that film. Paris, yeah. American Wolf in London. Great film that is. Right, let's move on to tomorrow. Anyway, um, and who we'd like to sort of uh, see in the in in the team. I, I I'll go to you first, Richard. What are you looking for tomorrow in uh, as, a, as a sort of you know squad, and what were you expecting out of the game? I mean, I I think it will be quite a similar team to last week against Dundalk, actually, just because I think that the the, the Premier League players um, that played at Man United, most of them, I think, will be rested. I know injuries at the back are a little bit of an issue still, aren't they? But David Luiz apparently is fit. I don't know whether it might be worth giving him a game, just getting back into the swing of it before Sunday, possibly. Maybe not play mm. the full game, maybe give him 60 minutes or something like that. Um, Mustafi will probably have to play, won't he? Just because we haven't got a lot of other defenders available. I think midfield will probably be similar to last week. I mean, El Nenny played, didn't he, against Dundalk? I wouldn't necessarily play him. I think Willock, no, um, no. maybe Xhaka, because obviously Xhaka didn't play against Man United, did he? Or maybe Ceballos. One of those two probably should play because they didn't play. Um, and they're probably not going to play Sunday, are they? Because I'm guessing it'll be El Nenny and, and uh, Thomas Partey again. And as for the front three, I mean, Eddie's going to start up front, isn't he? You'd imagine probably Pepe and Nelson again. 
the front three from yeah. last week. I wouldn't I wouldn't anticipate too many changes from the, the Dundalk game, if I'm honest, other than possibly David Louise coming in to, to get a bit more of sharpness ahead of the weekend. Other than that, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same team. I mean, probably like 11 changes from from uh, from Sunday, probably. It's only because of the uh, pre-match presser. Uh, he seemed to intimate that there's going to be not quite the same as um, the last Europa League uh, lineup, but because um, before I watched that, I was exactly the same. I, I thought it's just going to be exactly the same team as against Dundalk. But um, yeah, I, I can see Louise coming in, and either mm. like you said, Jacker or Sabios, That's for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I, I can't see him risking too many of the, the the players he wants to play on Sunday. I just think it's a quick turnaround. He, he's he's when the Leicester game he was complaining about playing tired because he played a similar sort of team, um, a stronger team, didn't he, in Austria and then the Leicester game. And I don't know, I think he's learnt from that now and I think he will go with pretty much a different 11 completely from the weekend and from the coming game as well. Probably, that's what I'd assume. I'd be surprised if anybody like Kieran Tierney plays or any of the main kind of um, important first-team players I'll be I'll be amazed um he might have a couple on the bench of Bamiang I'll probably be ready to come on if needed but I, I think we'll we'll win fairly comfortably I think it won't be as comfortable as last week I think it will be a slightly closer game but I think we'll win with a lot to spare you know I wouldn't be surprised if it's 3-0 again if I'm honest I, I heard on um I can't remember which podcast it was now but apparently Mulder where obviously Erling Haaland started um hmm. They've got a new one, a new Erling Haaland, apparently, who's a really young kid who looks just as exciting as him, apparently. I don't know what the guy, the kid's name is, unfortunately. I'll have to have a look after the... Um... They're, really, they're a really attacking team, Mulder. Um, mm. I only know this due to the fact that chap I follow on Twitter, who, uh, you know, like a little betting guy, so occasionally I have a little accumulator. And it's always Mulder to score three or more goals. You know, they're, they're quite an attacking team. But at the same time, I think against us, uh, be if we're as defensively disciplined as we have been in the past, then, uh, yeah, I think it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Yeah. You have a guess who I, I'm desperate to see play tomorrow, Chappers. I'm not going to ask Richard because I think it's too tough a question for him. But um, He's perhaps the middle part of his name. Um, uh, something to do with uh, or possibly the most popular, uh, one of the most popular surnames in the UK. Could be, could be, yeah. I'm not going to give too much away, but yeah, you're on the right Mohammed, Mohammed Elneny, you mean? <laughs> uh, very and, good uh yes and uh would would the uh, uh the surname of this particular player um have uh, be associated with pretty maids and how they're arranged perhaps or the boat race yeah oh, yes indeed <laughs> <laughs> Propelling a boat down the river maybe would have been a better one, but yes, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I think he deserves a shot, doesn't he? For sure, I'll be deeply disappointed if he's at least not on the bench. I'm sure he will be because he's fit now. So, I'll, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's game just to see a bit of me old mucker uh, mm -hmm. out there. But 
Tony Turner, I can't believe we forgot Arteta as well when we were talking about the previous thing, which I enjoyed. But Arteta is a vampire for sure, said 95 Winston. And absolutely 100% Winston, totally agree. Yeah. Tony he's, he's very hairy, isn't he? So he could get away with being a werewolf. In fact, you know what? He is. I totally agree. I, do you know what? I've, I've actually changed my mind because thinking about it, I think he would be a good werewolf. He wouldn't need much of a transformation, would he? Because it, he, I say, it's he's too tough a call for me. It's too tough a call. He re- to call it really could be either. He's got really sort of thick, coarse-looking hair as well. Well, You can just see it coming out of his arms, sprouting out of his arms and legs. But he's ice cold. He's ice cold. You know, his demeanour is, Mm. for me, and that's very vampiric. Anyway, enjoyed that. So, Tony Turner, I wouldn't be surprised to see Xhaka as centre-back again. That possibility, actually, because back three, maybe. Um, Is he fit... Emil Smith Rowe, I'm presuming talking about TT. He is fit. He is available for selection. Arteta is a vampire with his helmet hair. I don't agree. I think it's werewolf hair. Without a shadow of it's werewolf hair, that. I think he is. Or is he a shapeshifter, Winston said? He could be a shapeshifter. Yeah, that's a possibility as well. I'm I'm actually a little bit scared now. I know I know Halloween's Halloween's past and everything, but do you like, remember a program back in the back in the eighties? Not a lot of people remember it, but it was around the site the time you know of uh, Night Rider and uh, A Team and all that sort of stuff. It was called Manimal. Do you remember oh, Manimal? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, and it's a man who could change into any animal yeah, in the world. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. That was, yeah. I mean, it, was, it wasn't great. That was Saturday afternoon, wasn't it? But he was a shapeshifter. He could only change into animals, though. Yeah, it's really funny. Not funny, but weird. Really weird. But I, I don't think he took off very much. But, yeah. Don't you remember I, it, Rich? I enjoyed it. It was very good. Good. I love it, no. I, I actually don't. Yeah, let's have a look at that and, uh, on YouTube. It's, it's mental. Absolutely mental. But, yeah, that could be uh, Arteta. He could be one of those. Could be one of those. Uh, but what do you think score-wise, Chappers? I mean, I, I think I, I think we might even do better than we did against uh, Dundalk. I've, I'm I'm going to go for four 0 I think it's going to be really comfortable tomorrow. I really do. I, I, I don't <laughs> want to discount them because they're clearly better than Dundalk. But I still think we're going to have a really good win tomorrow, and I think it really could be quite a good one to watch. I think we'll. I think we'll. Um, I think we'll attack them, um, and we'll see how that goes. I, you know, after maybe twenty minutes or so, see what happens. If we haven't scored by then, I think we'll probably opt to something a little bit more conservative. Um, however, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I think we will concede a goal. I think we'll one way or another we'll concede a goal. Certainly, if we um, if we put our foot on the gas a little bit, then uh, I, we might get caught out with if it's if it's not the the uh, the first team defence that are in action. I think we might find ourselves um, yeah conceding a goal or maybe two. But I think also 
at the same time, we you know we want to see free flow in attacking football, don't we? And we have the we have the quality to, to be able to do that. So I think this this match is one where he's going to go. All right, we'll we'll go for it first 20, 25 minutes and see what happens, kind of thing. See, I think he's going to really try and fine tune the um, midfield and attack and the creativity, you know, in these games personally, and uh, try out new ways of playing. So, and I can't see us. I mean, you say you can see us conceding a goal. See, we're not that team anymore for me. I don't think, you know, we've got the best defensive record in the Premier League. And I don't think we're going to throw away goals anymore. We're too uh, well drilled for that, I think, personally. Disciplined. We are, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I still think that um, we'll, we'll, we'll be in that position where we're going to score a load more than you. But you might score one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm going to go for four nil. Uh, what do you? What did you give a, a score? I did not. Um, so I'm going to go, I'll go four or five one. Four or five one. I'll go five one. Why not? Yeah. Good. Yeah. What did you say, Rich? Did you give a score prediction? I said three nil. Um, but actually, having, having just what what uh, Chapman just said there, the last time we played a Norwegian side in Europe was actually Rosenberg, and we beat them five one at home. So maybe that's an omen. So maybe Chappers is right. But I'm going to stick with three nil anyway. Yeah, fair play. I remember that. Fair play. I mean, I'd be happy with any of those score lines. To be perfectly honest, as long as we uh, give a good account mm. of ourselves. But I, don't, I can't see us um, conceding a goal personally. But well. Fingers crossed. I'd like to keep the, uh, the clean sheets going. I think it but, depends um, on who, who he plays in defence, doesn't it, as well, partly. I mean, if, if Chappers is right about Mould being a quite an attacking side, I'm not necessarily sure they're going to come sure, and attack probably. us greatly. But if they've got decent attacking players, I think they might have, then they could cause us one or two problems. If we've got maybe a Mustafi mm. or a Kalazanac in defence, then you never know, dear. It's a possibility they might score. <laughs> but I think, we'll, I think we'll have too much for them overall. And, and it should be a reasonably comfortable victory again, shouldn't it? So, um, but yeah, we, we've got certain certain of our players, although now we are, I agree, we're a lot more disciplined defensively as a team. We've still got one or two players who are going to probably play who have got a mistake in them. And uh, as a result of that, could end up costing us a goal. Um, and we don't really know what our goalkeeper, this Runesson's like yet, do we? He had uh, nothing to do last week, really. So if he if he has a few more shots to save, if he has a few more things to deal with, we'll actually see maybe what he's about as well. We don't really know yet, do we? Hopefully he's he's I, pretty solid and he looks like he's good with his feet, which is which is nice. But what, what's he like with his hands? That's what we need to find out as well. I'm excited to see that. To be fair, yeah, you know? yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. He did it's, make a really good save actually against Dundalk. He did make a really good save. He did. It, it was going wide, but he didn't know that. Did it he? It was. He no, exactly. Wide, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a good and save. You know what yeah. I like? I really enjoyed when the, when the game finished. He was absolutely delighted and. Uh, I saw the goalkeeping coach come on to the pitch and literally look like he was going to burst with happiness for for Runison. Mm. And uh, they both sort of had a big, big hug, and they were really happy about. It. I, you know, I thought it was a really nice thing to see. Actually, uh, I, I do mean, like it, it the. Was, but I mean, I, I, I don't think Dundalk actually had a shot on target, did they? So the clean sheet. No, was, no, no. I could have gone in goal and kept a clean sheet as. 
as you know, as much as it must have meant a lot to him personally on his debut, it was quite an easy game, and I'm sure he's going to have a little bit more to do tomorrow, isn't he? Probably, I would I would say, looking at their team in, in relation to Dundalk, you'd imagine he's going to have two or three shots on target to deal with and save, and let's hopefully he's he's good enough to to keep him out. But yeah, hope so. Keeper, Rich. Sorry, you, you much of a keeper? Not really, no. no. I, I, but, I mean, you know, I, but with I, no I, shots I, on target at me, I might keep a clean sheet if there's no <laughs> shots on target. I'd be in some big, uh, some of those massive, oversized UHL sport gloves. Do you remember those? Yeah. They're yeah. always mm. big for your hands. You couldn't even move your fingers. <laughs> I know exactly well. Winston's gone for a three-one win, and Tony Turner's put would be nice. Would be sorry. Would be nice game for Chambers to get thirty minutes running, and yeah, it would. Mm. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him come back. However, I've read online today that they're looking to give him um, starts in the under twenty threes, two or three games there yeah. to get his fitness up yeah. as well. So Makes whether sense, he's going to get a Makes run out sense. tomorrow, I doubt it. But no, yeah, I doubt. It does. It. He could play the last two or three Champions, uh, sorry, Europa League games. Um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Uh, but it'd be good to see him back, actually, because before he got injured, he was playing really well. well I, you know, I was really pleased with him. Um, no, he was. He was, yeah. He was now, the next thing, really, is... because um, Did you two guys see the pre-match presser? Have you watched I it? Not. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it earlier, yeah. Uh, Saliba came up, obviously, and I think that um, it's quite apparent that he's a bit... Pissed off with himself, I think, Mikel Arteta. He said he's fed up with the situation, and yeah, he he, he sort of made he's made a mistake he made a mistake by leaving him out. But obviously, he couldn't see what was going to happen in the future about losing so many centre central defenders to injury. Um, I don't. Know. He's talking about because he was asked again whether he's going to go out on loan in January now as well and uh, it's basically sort of intimated that it is a possibility that that will happen I I don't know I'm really torn now because a few weeks ago I would have said excuse me <clears throat> definitely would, would have sent him out on loan I'm not so sure now because he's been with us for, for quite a long time now in and amongst the squad and I don't know if you've noticed a lot of the uh, back behind the scenes videos yeah. on the website he's always there and he seems very, very much part of the squad, and he's very yeah. happy and very confident. And uh, I would, I'd be more likely mm. to, depending on where the loan is, I yeah. definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't loan him to the championship or something personally. Uh, I don't think that would be good for him. I think he'd be better off just starting to play a few games for us personally. I really do. Under but Mikel Arteta's guidance, play in the Premier League, can't he? Because he's is it because he's under 21 he can actually play mm. in the but yeah you, you yeah. can you could redo your squad anyway in january um so right, he right, can right. he can anyway but yeah. he could also play all the carabao cup he could play the fa cup games yeah yeah i i would rather do that with him personally than send him out on loan to the championship but if he could go back to maybe st etienne for the second half of the season then i'd probably do that that would be the scenario. Yeah. What I don't want to do, I don't want to see him in a championship for a number of reasons. And I've mentioned those reasons in previous shows. So I won't go back through them all again. But 
what do you think, Richard? What, what do you know what I mean? I, I, I just don't know what's see. I, I, I he needs to be playing football first of first and exactly, foremost. Yeah. He needs to be playing exactly. football. He hasn't played competitive football, has he, since February or March, whenever it was. Long time. So he needs to be playing football. I actually wouldn't necessarily <clears throat> think it bad if he did go to the championship. Maybe somebody like Brentford, um, a, a team <laughs> like that, simply <laughs> simply because um what one reason I do think the championship helps to players to adapt to the physicality of English football, um, especially for a defender playing in the championship. I think that could be really good for him. But he would need to be in, in somewhere where he's, the, the, the team plays a good footballing style. So he, he can adapt to that. You don't, you don't even want to play for a long ball kind of team, does he? He wants to play for a team that plays football. And secondly, he needs to be able to play regularly. Um, you know, so that means playing, you know, at least two out of every three games as a minimum, really, if he's going to go on loan for the rest of the season. It's no good him going on loan like Nketiah did and playing about four games because that's not what he needs. He needs to be playing regular football. I think someone like Brentford would suit him. I don't know what Brentford's situation is like in defenders. I don't know if they've got um, three or four good centre-halves and he won't get much of a game, but he needs to go somewhere. I, I think the Championship would be good for him, but it needs to be, I say, somewhere that he can play football and play regularly. And if he can do that, then even if he goes on loan for two or three months and gets maybe six or seven games just to toughen him up, sharpen him up, get him ready. Um, and then he can come back and do maybe a job for us towards the end of this season, maybe stick him in the Europa League squad for the knockout stages and get him playing for us later in the season. But he just needs to be playing right at this moment in time. It's, it's, it's absolutely waste of time him just <coughs> training with, with the team and playing under 23. That's not what he needs. He needs to be playing proper competitive football. And if, if he's not, he's not going to play for us. He needs to be out on loan playing every week. That's so interesting. So interesting that you mentioned Brentford because that was the first team that, when Andrew mentioned the championship, that was the first team that came into my head. Um, they really do suit. You're absolutely right. They really do suit the style, and I think that that's that is the sort of team where he would he would thrive. Not only that. But also, I think there's a couple of players that they were quite interested in, namely, namely their goalkeeper. So that would, you know, be a little bit of a uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, oh, I can't think of that. A sweetener. Sweetener. I was thinking smoothener. Smoothener is not a word at all. Uh, this is this is Bristolian. Smoothener. Let's do a little smoothener for you. Um, <laughs> what we say here in Bristol. Here we, just, love. we just makes up words, doesn't us? Um, <laughs> a little smoothener. No, uh, uh, yeah, a little sweetener. Uh, yeah, they're after their keeper, aren't they? Um, Raya, David. Well, I mean, what you've yeah, got to remember yeah. as well, there's, there's obviously that, um, that guy at Aston Villa. He, he came out of Brentford and has adapted straight away to the Premier League. West Ham have just got that Barama, haven't they? And he's... Um, come from Brentford and um, go straight into the Premier League. So I do feel that would be a good grounding for him there um, as an option. But it depends on that. Um, I don't know I don't know what their situation is like with defenders. I say if they've got regular defenders who are playing week in, week out and he won't get much game time, then it's pointless him going there, isn't it? He needs to be somewhere where he's going to play. Winston in, his chats is put Watford, actually. That's not a bad shout either. Watford, yeah, that could, that could be a good shout for him as well. Watford, yeah. I just think that if he's going to be ready to go and play in the championship twice a week, um, you know, we know how hard the championship is. If he's going to be ready for that in January, uh, I would rather him play for us uh, under Mikel Arteta's guidance and getting used to our system. I, I, if he's ready for that, he's ready for playing to play for us. I, I think personally. 
Um, and yeah. why not integrate him quicker? I, I just think it makes sense. Because it's, it's a really, really tough league, as we know, championship. Yeah. No matter who you play for, and there's a lot yeah. of games to play, one after the other. I yeah. think he should, he'd be better off playing a few games for us, personally. I mean, um, I, 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 we don't know what Arteta's kind of seeing every day in training, do we? I mean, the fact that he left him out of the Europa League squad originally, and he's not even played him yet, he hasn't even put him in a Premier League squad, tends to suggest to me that Arteta feels he's not ready to play for us yet. Whether it's whatever reason, we don't really know. Whether it's to do with the fact he hasn't played competitive football for a while, whether it's to do with the fact of the, the personal circumstances that he's gone through as well. I don't know what it is, but clearly there's something there. Or Arteta would have put him in the squad at least by now, wouldn't he? And it would have included him in the Europa League squad, surely. So it can, it, we don't know include him. It doesn't make he sense. He can include him in January, though. He, he can include yeah. him in the Europa League squad he, in January. He, he could, yeah. and yeah, he, he could, and he might do. But if he's not played between now and January, he's unlikely to change his his kind of style with him now. He's not going to suddenly throw him in the Europa League squad in January if he's not played between now and January, is he? Probably not. He needs to play football, doesn't he? I think it also depends on, um, you know, when you're looking at the pecking order of central defenders in the squad, where exactly yeah. is he in that? You, yeah. Obviously, we've got, I, I think it's five billion uh, at last count, uh, centre-backs. So, <laughs> where does four, he stand? Four billion of which are injured. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, where's it? I mean, uh, Pablo, Pablo Marie still to come back. Chambers yeah. are still to come back. And you just don't know. Obviously, James has had a lot more experience in the Premier League. Rob Holding's playing well. David Luiz is coming back from a short injury. There's there's a lot to choose from, and you really don't know. You don't know where he is. I mean, I thought he played. Did, did he? Was it? I'm just thinking about pre-season. Did he play in the? He played against MK Dons. MK Dons, yeah. MK Dons. I mean, he. You know, he, I thought he had a good little showing in that. But obviously, since then, you've got the you know the the whole mental and physical thing is is connected, and perhaps that set him back a little bit. And uh, you've got all these other players as well, seeing that team mentality, all jostling for a place in the side. It's yeah, I mean, it's anyone's guess where he is at the moment in the pecking order. But if he's not, if he's not where where we. We kind of want him to be, I suppose. Then, yeah, absolutely, he should go on loan. Because he's starting every every under twenty three game now, isn't he? In, in uh, yeah. Premier League two, so that's that's positive. That is good. Uh, I'm not saying that's good for his future, and his, you know, I'm just saying it's good that he's he's playing those games because they obviously model their style on the way that Arteta wants to play as well. So you know, he he, he will be getting used to. Uh, doing the right things there under Steve Bull, but um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be a really interesting one in January because I think, I think Gabriel's, I think Gabriel's form actually has, has maybe changed Arteta's mindset to the whole thing because mm. I don't think he would have expected Gabriel to come in and do what yeah. he's done so quickly and so consistently. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's maybe been a bit of a surprise. So maybe he was expecting that not to happen. And then he thought, well, maybe Saliba will get more game time rotating maybe with Gabriel and stuff like that. But obviously now Gabriel has almost become a senior defender, hasn't he? In very short space yeah. of time. And I think that that's maybe a bit of a shock to the, everybody's shocked by that. I think how quickly mm -hmm. he's done it. Um, and maybe I'll tell us, well, he's now my main defender. And as Chapman says, we've got lots of other defenders as well. And some are fit and some aren't, but they will soon be. 
and yeah, exactly, yeah. So you know, may, maybe Arteta's fortune. Do you know what Saliba is at this moment surplus to our requirements at this moment in time, and maybe going out on loan or something else is going to be more beneficial to him. And but that's okay. I don't know. We, we don't know enough about Saliba, do we? Really to yeah. judge. I mean, who would have thought Gabriella be this good? I mean, Saliba might be the same. We don't know, or he might be another Mustafi. We just don't know yet, do we? So, um, Arteta no, seems to be training. Arteta knows what his, where his mindset is. So let's. I'm going to trust Arteta's judgment for now, and let's see what happens. In the last presser last week, he had really good things to say about Saliba. He really, he really did. He was very positive about him, saying he's, he's coming along really nicely now. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But mm. if it works out well, what a partnership they could have. Mustafi now. Saliba mm-hmm. and uh, Gabriel. It's mouth-watering. I can't if, wait. If Saliba's if any, going to be the case. If Saliba's sort of, I don't know, 75% as good as Gabriel has been, then that would be a fantastic partnership, wouldn't it? You know, he's, he's, a, he, he's possibly from every, everything that everyone was saying. This is from French football experts. Um, that he was the best defender in Liga, and obviously Gabriel was playing in Liga, yeah. And he was classed as better than him. So I mean, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. I'm not counting my chickens. But my Absolutely. God, that could be impressive. It could be so good, so so good. Oh, yeah. So keep my fingers crossed. The guy was um, only 19 but, years of age. I mean, I know exactly, yeah. people are absolutely gagging to see him because he cost, what, 28 million or whatever it was that he cost. But we we have so much time and so many defenders on our roster mm. and a new defensive mentality that they've all bought into. There is no rush to see the guy. And if he needs to go out on loan, he needs to go out on loan, and that's fine. You know, I, I just think we all need to be realistic about the fact that this is essentially a young, a young kid. And uh, all right, I know that we have the likes of uh, Nelson and Willock and Saka breaking through into the team, and I think that that might have actually brought our expectations up a little bit. Of okay, well, he's young. They're, sorry, they're young. He's young as well. You know, why aren't we seeing him? But I just think we need to be patient with the guy, really. Hmm. I think the the, the positive thing is that Arteta is regretting his decision not to put him in the Europa League squad. Mm -hmm. And I think that if he could turn back the clock, Saliba will be playing tomorrow. And that's a big thing to take into account. You could tell that by... That's more to do with the injuries, though, isn't it? I think that's more. He regrets not putting him in the squad because of the injuries that we subsequently suffered, which he couldn't have foreseen at the time, I suppose. And that's yeah. unfortunate. I don't think he necessarily would regret well, it because if he wasn't of good it. enough, though. If he wasn't good enough, though, he would not even be in the conversation, would he? Yeah, you know, no, I, that, that's true as well. But he had an opportunity to put him in the squad and he didn't take it for a reason. And now he thinks, actually, we've got a lot of defensive injuries I could have maybe done with him. And unfortunately, that's that's the situation. So I think he regrets it from that point of view because he had an opportunity. He, he could have put him in the squad ahead of, say, Chambers, who's not played for ages, certainly up until Christmas. Not having Chambers in the Europa League squad would have probably have made more sense, in a sense, because of he's just come back from injury. Um you know, maybe sending him out on loan might have been a good idea. I don't know, but I'll, that that was a possibility. But the fact he didn't do that, the fact that he left Saliba out, there must have been a reason in his mind that that made sense at that particular time. He didn't feel he was ready, clearly. And 
that's the decision that he made. And maybe he's progressed in the last couple of weeks well in the under-23s and stuff like that. And maybe he feels, actually, maybe he was ready and I've maybe made a mistake. But he can put it right mm. in January. But let's see what happens. It'll be interesting. If in January he leaves him out of the squad again, then we'll probably know that something behind the scenes, Arteta has seen that he's, he doesn't feel he's ready yet. And yeah, um, that's we like I said, we just have to trust Arteta's judgment on it. You know, he's not got, got too many things wrong so far, the odd things here and there, but overall, we've got to trust him and um, see how it plays out. I mean, I think that as Tapper said, we all want to see him, don't we, Saliba? We, we've paid a lot of money for him. He seems to have been at the club for a long time and he's not, we've never seen him yet. And we're all desperate to see how well he does. He had that little bit of a cameo in that friendly, he looked good. Um, but he looked really we, good we, in that, didn't he? Yeah, he looked good, but we're going to have to be patient, aren't I mean, we? Because I'm, I'm, not expecting really, I'm a little yeah. bit. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit taken aback. I'm a little bit. I just wanted to go like Jesus Christ, boys, because I just googled William Saliba hair, and I tell you what, fucking hell, seriously, there are some, there are some, they're like little ringlets. <laughs> they're, they're beautiful and they're, they're, they've got the, the little highlights in them as well fucking hell just google William's Lieber hair boys you won't be yeah, I know what you mean that's what I've just seen I've just seen it from my team you know I want to see some high quality hair it doesn't you know and the more variety the better obviously I'm a little bit of an aside there I am sorry <laughs> But um, no, no, this um, <laughs> no, it's, it's amazing here. Actually, to be fair, it's amazing. It is amazing. These little ringlets are beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible. That yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get you with that. I'm definitely with you there. I think that's um, it's oh, impressive. Yeah. You know this. Somebody's <laughs> just said in the in the uh, in the chat there. Uh, sorry, in the comments, uh, pairing with Chambers. Just imagine that. I mean. From a hair point of view, obviously, uh, <laughs> we couldn't take Gabrielle out of the team. But uh, you've got Chambers with his new sort of Tyrion Lannister thing going on. I mean, I think it would be. Uh, yeah, I would. What a, we've got three seventeen-year-olds been drafted into the Europa League squad for tomorrow's game as well, and um, I haven't really? heard of a couple of them. Yeah. Is One of them called, is a defender, a defender called Zane Monlui. Right. Uh, midfielder Omari Giroud Hutchinson and Charlie Patino. I've ah. heard of Charlie Patino, who's really Charlie. well thought of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, really well meant to be really good, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of the other two, though. That's really interesting. No, no I haven't either. But They've been drafted into the squad ahead of the Mould again, so um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, good luck to those three. Definitely. They, um... uh, but they're all 17, apparently. Um, but I was going to say as well, what was it? I've completely lost track. I was going to go on to something else, which I just saw. Well, that's all right. Uh... I, I was actually, I had a question that I was going to ask you fellas. Um, and that was about Joe Willick and about Reese Nelson. Mm -hmm. So, what? To, obviously, obviously uh, the last Euro, Euro, sorry, the last Europa League game that they played, they both had a really good game, a really shocking from the team, and and showed how their how how their development has really really come on. But 
Do you think then that they'll be both be included tomorrow, or do you think that maybe one or both might be left out of the team and included in the game in the in the squad on Saturday, or is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday, 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 yeah, on Sunday. I think they'll play tomorrow. Do you think that they they've played themselves into contention yet, or, or no? I no, wish I'm... they had uh, at least to be on the bench. I think they should be on the bench, definitely, because uh, they are players that can make a difference at the end of the day. But if yeah, you're chasing a game, work particularly is is mm. an interesting choice. And yeah, I think with with the Europa League happening, and, and as you were saying, Andrew, about Arteta experimenting with and tweaking the system, that that Willock. Should should get another decent run out, but I think it would be very very interesting to see him um, and how what he'd add to the dynamic, especially if they have kind of this midfield three thing going on. What he would add to that that dynamic with Partey. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I, I think he should be on the bench for Premier League. But the problem is though, and it came across massively again in the presser, the pre-match presser that we've got. So many games in such a, a you know a, sh- a shortened season, it's still got to finish in in May the yeah. season, and yeah, everything's yeah. got to be done. We're going to be playing so many games, and he literally has has got to start thinking of not just the next game, but or next week, but you know, in basically months ahead potentially, um, which sounds weird. But when you, th- you think you've got to think maybe to when the games really start getting um, even worse oh, yeah. than they are now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, Christmas isn't that far away, is it? It's like a couple, eight weeks, maybe. Something like that. Crazy. Yes, but, no, um, the shots have declared it, mate. It's pretty much on upon us. So, <laughs> Even though they're all you've got, to, you've got to start thinking of that, haven't you? Um, about managing your squad and... Uh, it looks like he has at the moment got a cup squad and the Premier League squad. So, and you can't blame him for that, really. No, because uh, we've got two Car- Carabao Cup games in December, haven't we? I think. Um, well, well, if we get through the first one, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Of course, we will. Uh, of course, we will. It's only Man City, yeah, <laughs> piece true. of piss, yeah. So, um they're bored of they're bored so, of the Carabao Cup by now, anyway, aren't they? Yeah, they've won it three years in a row, haven't they? Yeah. Someone else needs to win it. They'll just let someone else win it this year, and it might might as well be us. We haven't won it for years, have we? So it'd be nice. No, no. I, I genuinely, genuinely think our name's on the trophy. I'm that confident. I think we will win it this year. What I the really league do? Cup. Yeah, yeah. No, no. this time then. <laughs> I need to. I need to check the statistics right. But as far as I'm aware, I can't remember the last domestic cup run where we won a game on penalties and didn't go on to win the competition. I can't remember when that last happened. Really? Because we are doing it the hard way, aren't we? 2005 uh, FA game. Cup, we won a penalty shoot against Sheffield United. Obviously, 2014, we won a penalty shoot against Wigan in the semi-final and then we went on to win it. Um, yeah. I can't remember the last time we won a penalty shoot at an earlier round of a cup competition. I know in, in Europe we have but um, I mean, in, in a domestic um, competition, I can't remember the last time we we did that. So 
obviously we won the penalties against Liverpool. So maybe you're right. Maybe our name is on the cup this year. Maybe that just proves it. And I think if we beat Manchester City, I think that will almost certainly prove it. Especially if we beat them on penalties. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll play play it. Play a full strength team against City. Clearly, oh, I think he will. I think it'll be almost full strength. I don't know if it'll be completely. Bearing in mind that's the week before oh. Christmas, isn't it? We've got Boxing Day yeah. game, a game between Boxing Day and New Year, New Year's game. Mm. You know, we've got a lot of games in a short space of time. So I don't think he'll play full strength, but it'll be a stronger team than in the previous rounds. I would say so. Uh, well, I think I'd say I want to win it, doesn't he? He'll want to win that now. He wants to win everything he goes in for. He's yeah. got that mentality yeah. and he will yeah. not not want to lose to Pep under any circumstances. So well, we, I, we, I think you're wrong. We just want those players like like Willock and like Nelson and like Enketia, for instance, to kind of keep stepping it up and, and mm. putting themselves in, into contention and, and making themselves giving them sorry, giving the manager a, a mm. you know a few options really. At least with the convoluted season we've got, they are playing every single week if they carry on like this, you know, in yeah. the Cups. Whatever Cup it may be, there's always going to be a midweek game. So they're going to play at least one game a week. And that's quite good in the, in in that respect. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I was really enthused with the uh, – with the, and you've got to say it was only Dundalk, but yeah. – I, I really enjoyed that performance uh, from a lot of our players. Uh, and the way that we played, uh, I, I, I thought it was a really good watch. I really enjoyed the game. Obviously, we did the watch along, um, didn't we? And I, I, I was saying it at the time, I was really happy with the way that we played. And yeah, it made it be, it was still a bit, you know, rough around the edges and frayed. And, but I, I liked that about it in lots of ways. I think we, we were quite relentless in the way that we were attacking. We didn't get enough goals and uh, maybe shots off but I think that the way that we're attacking was a lot more encouraging and uh, I like what especially what you mentioned chap was with uh, those two players Willick and Nelson I thought they were very very impressive um, so yeah I, I, I was just going to say sorry I was just going to say Andrew you've been a bit down um, down uh with the team about uh, their attacking sort of prowess recently, haven't you? So I guess that was a bit of a tonic for you in that. Yes. It, I, I I said this on, um, on Rich's great show, um, which we'll obviously, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll plug at the, at the end, make sure everyone goes over to that as well. But I said it, um, <laughs> I believe it is firmly down to the fact that our Mikel Arteta is still not 100% happy with the defence. And, and like I say, sorry for saying this again, Richard, I know you've heard this before, but I, I do believe that. I don't think he's got the full confidence in his back line yet with regards to playing out from the back. Yeah. And as, as soon as that is literally second nature and he's got no concerns, then he will not fully release the handbrake, I don't believe. I, I think that, that that's the way I see it. And because he he still wants to, you know, be very solid defensively, and because we keep slightly letting ourselves down with with, with some of the playing out of the back, we made mistakes. You know, Leno had, didn't have a very good game against Rapid Vienna, did he, for example, and so on. But until he's fully happy with that, then I don't think he will release the, the midfielders to properly support the attack and put in a, a a midfield three with an attacking midfielder in there. I don't think he'll do that until he's until he's fully happy. Yeah, I feel like that, but yeah, back four is what I mean, not that. 
That's a five. So, Quick yeah. Man. Quick man. You know what I mean. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. And, yeah, and back four I think that's the reason. I, yeah. I genuinely think that's the reason. He's not happy yet that that, that we've got it properly nailed well, down. About that is it abs- is absolute insistence. Is absolute insistence on it, even if it does sometimes cause problems. It's like, no, lads, we are going to nail this. I believe yeah. in you. I believe we can do this. And this is, yeah, this is this is what we're doing. And they it, it, it took Pep a long time. It took Pep at least two seasons, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. When he get when he went into Man City. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, taken you know. a while, and sometimes. Yeah, and I think I think the most depressing thing is is when you go on Twitter, sometimes you look at it and you just go, "All right, all right, just calm down, everybody." It's it not more attacking happen. against Dundalk because we didn't even play a defence. <laughs> I don't think we had a central defender on the pitch in the back end of the game, did we? Well, Kalasan actually, um, definitely vampire. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, no. Werewolf, with, yeah. with his body, yeah, he's got the um, yeah, got the, shoulder, the, upper, the upper body shape, definitely, yeah. yeah. He's got yeah. his shoulders for a werewolf, definitely, yeah. That's true. See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more his haircut and his his pasty little face. He's got quite a a really well manicured beard, you know hasn't what? he? In, yeah, yeah. You would think yeah. that if he didn't have it properly so manicured, that it would be really sort of thick and bushy, like David Bellamy. Oh, I'll take personally. it back. I'll take it back. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, Richard, it's I'm going to go to you with a... Sorry, Chappers. That's all right. I was going to say, Richard, I'm going to go to you with a, just a quick sort of subject, really, and it's really pissing me off. And that is uh, Roy Keane. Did you see the Roy Keane stuff after the game? Yeah, I did, yeah. It's just one, there's one, one thing, really. That, uh, I mean, the argument between... I mean, fair I'm not just saying so because of the uh, what he said after the game, but I've always, always liked Tim Cahill. I always wanted mm. Arsenal to get him because I, yeah. I used to see him um, quite regularly playing for Millwall before he went to Everton as well because he, yeah. he was there before. Yeah. yeah, he was, yeah. And I I really rate him. And he scored one of the best World Cup goals I've ever seen for Australia. Do you remember? Um, yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. That volley, yeah. he's got, oh, what a goal that was. I mean, yeah, yeah no, I love him a as a player. Yeah. He was a great player, yeah. And he, he was obviously backing up his mate, um, Mikel Arteta and uh, but what Roy Keane said when he goes, he was talking about our players and how they were being disrespectful to Mikel Arteta for calling him Mikel. He goes, What's mm. that all about? What's that all about? All about? It's Gaffer, it's Gaffer, it's the Gaffer or the bus. Oh, oh, what a knobhead! I mean, he, he still thinks he's back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, I mean. I, don't get me wrong, I do like Roy Keane in, in lots of cases, and you know, the, but he's starting to do it on purpose and become a caricature of himself. I think he's doing it at on purpose his, at the expense of of possibly what he really thinks, and at, at the expense of what could be some decent insight. But yeah, you're right. He exactly pantomime villain sort of um, persona. I just, think, I just think he's just bitter. He, he he comes across, you know. There was that that program he did with Patrick Vieira. Do you remember? And he was talking yeah, about yeah. Alex Ferguson, and he just comes across as bitter about everything. And it's like he's got a massive chip on his shoulder. I'm not quite sure why, what what happens in his life, but he he, he seems just very bitter. And it's like you know he had, he had a very good playing career, didn't he? He won, he won pretty much everything there was to win. You know, captain. Not too shabby. United. 
you know, a great player. Um, I, I can't understand what he's got to be bitter about, really. But obviously, some things things have gone on. It must have done because I, I actually don't think he's he's being like that as a as a character. I actually think that's just him. I just think that's just what who he is. Really, he never got the better of Patrick Vieira, and he will never live that down. He he no. knows that Patrick Vieira came out on top. Well, he knows Patrick Vieira was a better all-round player than, than Roy. Roy. Roy King wasn't a great player. He had a great career, and he, he used he used his talents that he had in the best way possible to get the maximum out of his out of what he could. And fair fair play to him. You know, I've got no no problem with that. Yeah, you know, he's he's one of the you know top uh, captains in the Premier League history, isn't he? But um, he clearly wasn't as good a technical player as Patrick Vieira or, or most of the Arsenal team at that time. And I don't know whether that's why he's bitter, but he won a lot more trophies than Patrick Vieira. So he shouldn't be, should he? Because, you know, <laughs> he won the Champions League. They won the treble and all kinds of stuff, didn't they? They won a lot more Premier Leagues. So um, I, I don't know. But I actually think, I just think that's him. I just think that's who he is. I think that's his personality. Um, he's had problems throughout his career, didn't he? He's clashed with people, did not the, uh, the Ireland thing, like the World Cup and all that kind of stuff. You know, he's had a lot of stuff. It, you know, his personality doesn't fit well with a lot of other people and he's a bit of an individual and that's just who he is. And he comes out with absolute terrible crap that makes no sense whatsoever most of the time. And that attack on Arsenal at the weekend and the Mikel Arteta was completely unnecessary. But I just feel that's just how he's we... Well, all right. Thanks, Roy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. Yeah. No, no, what you might. What think was... He was going on about Tim Cahill sticking up for his mate, Mikel Arteta. And he goes, oh, you're only saying that because he's your mate. Well, basically, you're only saying that because he's your mate. But what? how how two-faced can he get? Because he will never say a bad word against Donny Gunnar Solskjaer, who's his mate. Yeah, You know, sure. he's doing exactly the same. He will never criticise Donny Gunnar Solskjaer. It's always the players that are letting him down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, also, going back to that Patrick Patrick Vieira thing, you only really need to look at the fact that, all right, so Patrick Vieira's uh, been in two pretty decent and successful management jobs, uh, and Roy Keane has also been in, like, two management jobs as well. Um, and Roy Keane's now flogging himself doing shit punditry, whilst Patrick Vieira's actually... Uh, having a quite a, a nice man or carving out a nice managerial career for himself. Yeah, he's doing well. Doing so, well uh, I think it really that really kind of says it all more about the character of of each of those men, you know, and the professionalism as well of each of those men. Yeah, I mean, I, can't, I, I still can't get over my head that uh, out of my head that quote from his autobiography and about Alfred Garland. Yeah, what a meanie. What a well, meanie. Do you know what, though? No, honestly, I, that that really, really, you, I've never liked, you know, him in particular because of the rival we've always had. We always hate anything to do with Man United, but I've always had a really good, healthy respect for Roy Keane. And he's one of those players you think, oh, you know, he's, you can't knock him. He's, he's, he's one of those players you hate coming up against. But that completely made me utterly anti him because. I'm not being funny, right? But he's admitted to actual bodily harm on on another human being. He should have been in prison for that. That bloke never played again, did he? No, not, no. Or not to any kind of level. He wrecked yeah. his career, and he he openly admitted that it was it was obvious anyway to anyone that saw it. But he literally snapped that guy's leg in, into smithereens, and 
that you can't do that to any other human being. That's actually well, I never understood why he wasn't arrested and put into prison for that and taken to, to court. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, but honestly, you might might laugh or whatever. But <laughs> that was a really, really serious attack. It was actually an attack. It wasn't like a tackle, was it? It was an attack on another human being. I don't know why that he didn't press charges against him and, and take him to court for that. I really don't. What, can you give me an actual valid reason why that didn't happen? Either of you. I don't know. I'll tell you what, he wouldn't be so fucking hard in prison, would he? No, I bet he wouldn't. <laughs> I bet he wouldn't. He, wouldn't be, he would never. I mean, Tony Adams got, you know, I know it completely wasn't an assault or anything, but he got put in prison for drink driving, which quite rightly. So why didn't you? Why didn't you get taken to court for actually assaulting another person and snapping their leg into into bits like a matchstick on purpose? Yeah, I mean, far more serious than well, it's not more serious than drink driving. Because obviously, that's very serious as well. But you could have killed someone. But I, I think you get my point. It, well, anyway, it's almost that, that, that was what Roy Keane done was a premeditated assault, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. An, I mean, in in sport, you can you can hurt somebody by accident. As I got I got hurt tonight by accident playing football, right? And it does happen. But Roy Keane planned that, didn't he? Before the game, he'd planned to do it. The first time, yeah, it was premeditated. So that's actually a lot worse. I mean, yeah, drink driving you could say is premeditated as well because you've gone out to drink and then you've drove. But a lot of the times, people yeah. don't. They don't think about it like that, do they? They just do it without thinking. But that was actually a pre-planned assault on Harland. Yeah. And he should have been seriously punished for that. Seriously punished for that. Um, I, I, I don't know whether, whether prison would have, would have been the correct punishment. I'm not sure. But he certainly why? should have why, punished why not? Well, no, maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. But he should have certainly been punished a lot more because you can't go around in sport particularly saying well i'm gonna i'm gonna really hurt this opponent of mine and actually going out and doing it because that's just not on you can't be allowed to do that and get away with it. you can't because it's that's not i don't, what sport I don't is. think how about we dealt with separately just because it's a, it, it was on a sporting field it shouldn't be separate from any kind of other attack on another person you know i, I think it was that bad personally mm. How about we sentence him to a lifetime of punditry with richard keys and andy gray that would be oh, good. I, I mean, that's a bit too much, yeah. really. I mean, I'm not, it's not that serious. Nobody but, would uh, have to listen to him again, anyway. At least, you know. Well, what about what about next to McManaman? <laughs> yeah, be, the Liverpool Man United rivalry, and he's got to sit next to McManaman, going <laughs> in his ear all the whole non-stop. What's he doing? What's he doing? Higher and higher until only dogs can hear him. I know. Know. Oh god, I hate, <laughs> I hate this. I have to have no commentary whatsoever when, rather than listening to him, you know, and have it in but silence. At least, got, at least you haven't got to pay extra for it now. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> um, now, I think we should. I think pretty much start wrapping up now because I don't think there's that much more to talk about apart from the game coming up at the weekend as well, uh, which is. Um, Villa, right? No, not going to be, yeah, Villa. It's, not, it's at home. I think they're not quite the same team. And I, I, you know, I knew that it was going to happen before too long. I think we all did. Really, they had a great start, but we knew it wasn't going to last too long. But they've still got some really good players, and they made some really good acquisitions, as we know, with Barkley, Barkley and Greenlish, I think, and McGinn. I think it's a really good midfield three. Personally, yeah. I think they're very dangerous. So we can't take it lightly, that's for sure. Um, 
But I do still fancy us to win. Uh, and I hope that Leeds keep losing the next couple of games because I'm, I've, always, I've been worried about them since the start of the season because I, I love watching Leeds. I think they're an incredible side to watch. Very attacking. But if they yeah, can lose the next couple as well, then fingers crossed they will lose a bit of momentum. But, uh, yeah, what, what's your thoughts really then uh, sort of moving on to that game then, uh, Richard, first? and uh, Are you fairly confident with that? Because, I mean, they've, they've had a couple of bad defeats, haven't they? Yeah, they they have lost their last two games, um, and in fact, since since they beat Liverpool, it seems as though that that's the height of their season, isn't it? Possibly, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. They've got some great players, actually. I mean, Grealish is a is a fantastic mm. player. That Ollie Watkins they've just got from Brentford, he's settled in really well. They have got some good midfield players. Uh, they've got a, a good goalkeeper apparently as well. So they've got. The basis of a decent side, they have, haven't they? they, they you know, they've got the base of a decent side, haven't they? You know, they've got, you know, Tyro Mings is a is a decent Premier League yeah. defender. So, you know, I think they've got strength in all areas of the team. And last year they really struggled against relegation. This year you can see them being a comfortable mid-table, top ten kind of side, can't you? Um, they, I think this year's Sheffield United then. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I was thinking more Leeds were going to be this season, Sheffield United, possibly. Yeah. But Aston Villa could could well be a similar type of season. I think they'll have. I think they'll be a top ten side this season. So um, we've got a reasonably decent record against Aston Villa, certainly at home in recent years, or well, recent times that we played them. I know last year we lost away, didn't we? But um, yes, yeah, so I'd like to think that we should. This is a game that we should be looking at winning. But if you look at our home games, our home performances this season, they've not been great, have they? Uh, West Ham, we were fortunate to win. Sheffield United, we were fortunate to win. Um, Leicester, of course, we lost. And, you know, Aston Villa are probably better than, certainly better than Sheffield United are at the moment. And we struggled to beat them. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a very difficult game. And we're going to have to play a lot better than we have been in recent home games, particularly in the Premier League. I mean, the Manchester United performance last week was was an away game and I don't think we can play like that at home simply because the game will be different because Aston Villa are more going to sit back, you would imagine, and look to counter on us. And I just feel that that's where we struggle and that's why our home performance haven't been good. So we need to find a way um, to get through that and, and to get around that problem. I, I don't know. Um, I think Aston Villa have won all their away games well, haven't they, so far? Um, I think it's at home where they've lost. Because they got beaten at home uh, by Leeds and they got beaten at home last week as well, didn't they? Yeah, so I, don't I, think so. I think so, yeah. I think that's right. I don't think they've lost away yet. So, you know, obviously they're going away from home with 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 a plan. It's working for them. And I think it's going to be a tough game. And to be honest, if we, if we can win it, even if we, we scrape another 2-1, then we've got to be happy with that. I mean, I think it's important to build on that Man United game, isn't it? And we need to start... I know we've got an international break, which is a pain, but... We need to at least go into the international break on the back of two Premier League wins, hopefully two Europa League wins as well. Um, but it, to me, this this game is more about the result now. It'd be nice to play well and really put in a performance at home in the Premier League. But as long as we win the game, two wins in a row takes us into the Leeds game on a, on a bit of a high as well after the international break. And hopefully we can get a run going up to Christmas because if we can do that... We're in with a chance, aren't we? Because the league is still quite open. It's looking to settle down a bit now. I think Liverpool look as though, even though they're not playing anywhere near as well as last year, they don't need to because the rest of the league are still not as good as them, are they? And I think that's what's become clear. Uh, Man City, I think, are there for the taking this season. I don't think they're as good. Um, so if we can get a consistent run going now, get three or four or five wins going before Christmas, who knows? Could put us in a very strong position like at the halfway point. And then... 
you, you never know. But in terms of Aston Villa, I think it's going to be a very tough game. If we can scrape it 2-1 again, I'll be delighted. I'm not expecting it to be easy at all. I'm really not. And we're going to have to play well. We're going to have to show a little bit more than we did against Leicester, certainly. If we're going to, it, we need to create more chances, don't we? Hopefully, I say the Man United performance can really give us a lift. Thomas Pye, we know how to get the best out of him now. Put El Nene next to him and let's go for it. And if we do that, we've got a great chance. But I'm sure Martinez is going to come back and have a great game, isn't he? So we're going to have to, we're oh, probably going to need a boot on goal to score, I would have thought. Because I think you'll have a great. I can, I can see us uh, playing a four-three-three personally, and uh, you know maybe Sabios coming into that midfield, Pepe going back out onto the right and replace uh, replace Willian. What do you think, Chappers? I think the secret. Um, I think the secret lies in what we do in the midfield. Really, I think you're you're right with the the four-three-three idea. I think that we re- have to nullify their midfield. And just make sure that we can make the most out of our midfield, really. Um, create, create, create um, some a little bit of sort of vertical forward momentum, and just make sure that we are challenging for every ball, and um, yeah, putting them under pressure, making sure that we've got a good press going on. I think, yeah, the secret lies. Uh, the winner will will be the the team that wins the midfield. I think uh, if we think, yeah, yeah, just the team that scores the most goals will probably win. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, quite, quite right. But I, I think, I, I think, think just stick party and um, El Nenny on Barkley and Grealish and say, don't let them out your pocket the whole game. And yeah. you've got McGinn, but McGinn, you know, we can obviously, um, yeah, he can be watched by the uh, by the other players as Sh- well. Shouldn't but, we shouldn't uh, we be imposing our game on them? No, we're at home. Yeah, we're no, Arsenal. They're Aston Villa. If we lose the ball, they just if we lose the ball, they're immediately on those two and don't let them out their sight. Clearly, you know, get get the ball. But that's that's all I meant. But yeah, of course we should. Of course we should. That's why I said maybe go to a four three three stick and Sabios so he can play a bit further forward, a bit more creative. Few more three balls or Saka maybe um, instead of Sabios, but then bring in bring in Pepe again. I think he's got to bring in Pepe for that game. Really has, mm-hmm. uh, really in hope so. In place of Willian, yes, but I don't know though because I think Pepe is going to play maybe the full game again tomorrow um, or at least yeah, sixty minutes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I just I, I really I, feel for Pepe at the moment. I but just, anyway, sorry I cut you off, Chappers. What uh, carry on? I just think. It's just important that we we are lively and positive, and play mm. to our strengths. Uh, if we do that, and we can and we can suppress their midfield, we have a very very good chance of managing the game well and being quite comfortable. Uh, if for for whatever reason he does some wacky kind of hair-brained thing, which he has been known to do a couple of times in the past, kind of overthinking it a little bit, then we might have a bit of trouble with against them, I think. Mm. I but I think, you know, I think maybe yeah, I think maybe a two-one's probably about fair. Maybe three-one if we're if we're, if we're looking at being really, really positive in the midfield and up front. Three-one. Three-one, let's go that. I could actually see a very Hopefully not quite as uh, similar, but uh, you remember when we beaten three two, and uh, obviously Abamian got the the late late free kick. Oh, 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 right, you know? 
Uh, so I we'll hope be- it's not that. I hope oh. it's not quite leaving it that tight. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I could see a similar type of game, maybe a a three-two type yeah. of game. I could I could see them scoring a couple of just really you know screamers, or, you know, from just on the edge of the area or something. They've got mm. McGinn, they've got Grealish, they've got Barkley, who can all hit one from 20-25 yards, can't they? And I could mm. see them getting you know yeah. doing that, or maybe a, a penalty or something like that, but. I, I do I do fancy us to win though I really do I, I I think we're in a good place at the moment even though oh, we've, we've only just won the last sorry go on I was just gonna say I really want Pepe to have a blinder that's oh, what I really, I really want to see. I really hope so yeah that's if what we I really win want. if we win tomorrow which what God God forbid if we don't. Oh, well, I think I'll quit. I think I'll quit Twitter if we don't. But no, but if we win tomorrow, that means we it's three games. It's three games on the trot then, and it that we've won already. Mm. If, like you said though, Richard, if we can then just get that win, um, because it's the last game before the international break, isn't it? Um, uh, Villa, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that I mean, yeah, four on the bounce if you include the two Europa League games as well. And that, yeah, that's you know, that's positive, isn't it? Really positive. Uh, to go into the international break with, and yeah, who knows? Who knows then? Ah, so I, I'm going to go. Yeah, I think I will. I think I'll go three two. Same as that other game we had against them. Um, great match, great match. Yeah, we had many that game. Don't forget, didn't we? Do you remember we um, mate the Niles was sent off, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, half, he was. we, we played most of the ten men. Um, but yeah, it was a good game. That I mean, a game like that would be great if we come out on top. I don't care it, how many how many goals there are if we come out on top. But I, I can see it being quite uh, a similar game to their previous home games. Actually, I think we'll play a similar way. I think Aston Villa will come and do a similar job that the other teams have come at. They'll watch them videos. They'll see uh, the best way to nullify us. But now, of course, after the performance of Manchester United with Thomas Partey totally bossing the midfield the way that he did in El Nenny, I think we can now hopefully be a little bit more expansive at home than we have been up till now. And yeah. But we'll see. I mean, uh, he, obviously, Thomas Partey played against Leicester and it didn't really work. So, um, But he didn't have El Nenny, did he? Super El Nenny next to him. So maybe that's the key. And maybe that's gonna, yeah, exactly. Yeah, El Nino. Yeah, so maybe that's the key. And maybe that's going to make the difference. And maybe now we can go on and start to dominate games at home and start to really, you know, take the game to the other team a lot more than we've managed to do so far. And that's, if we do that in our home games, we're going to win a lot of them, aren't we? And then if we can keep picking up away wins here and there along the way, we're going to not be far off where we want to be, are we, at the end of it? so Right. Big question, though. I'm not going to go ask you to go through the whole uh, lineup he, he would have. But I think it's a very uh, difficult one. Louise is back fit, ready for selection. But you can't, in my book, you know, you can't drop Rob Holding after that performance he had at the weekend. So, well, I mean, Holding or Louise for you, uh, Chappers, first. Well, uh, it really, really all depends on, because he took took a little bit of a knock, didn't he? So it really all depends on the seriousness oh, of what that Pretend he's fit. Just, just say he's fit. <laughs> Sorry, just say he's fit. Um, I, think, I think I'm getting a Holding. Hmm. It's a yeah. good. It's an interesting one, then. What about you, Richard? Because I mean, it's, it would be tough on him to be left out after that performance. 
It, it would, but he only played at Man United because David Luiz was injured. And as well as he played, David Luiz is clearly the first option, first choice. I think not only for his performances that he's produced, but also because of his leadership qualities on the pitch. And yeah, Rob Holding played really well at Manchester United. He did. He had a great game. But yeah. I think with everybody fit and available, um, you go with your strongest defence, don't you? Because that's where you start from. And I think David Luiz and Gabriel um, and Kieran Tierney as a free have been our best back three this season. And if they're all fit and available, then you've got to play them, unfortunately. It's, it's hard on Rob Holding. Um, I agree because he's come in and done a decent job in a difficult game. But he still isn't first choice, is he, unfortunately? yet um, and I don't think he's going to become first choice because um, of the competition that there is where everybody's fit in, in that position so I, I personally would put David Luiz in just for his extra experience and the fact that he's been playing really really well until his unfortunate injury and that actually changed that game didn't it against Leicester as well the fact when he went off um, mm-hmm. we weren't anywhere near as good so I would put him straight back in the team if he's fit but I is mean Luiz fully fit though that's what you know. We don't know, do we? We don't know. I mean, I'll tell you, mate. Yeah. Is he fully fit? You know, if he is available for selection, yeah. If he's not, he's got to be 100% fit to be selected. And if he is playing, if, if he isn't, then no, I wouldn't even have him on the bench. I wouldn't even risk him at all. And we've yeah. got Holden who can come in and do a job. So we don't need to risk David Louise, do we? If he's fit, he plays. If he's not quite ready, he's not quite fit. Then we play holding, and it's fine. It's not. It's not going to be a problem. Um, but if if David Luiz is ready to play, then I would play him, and I think Arteta will play him because he tends to play him every game he's available, doesn't he? Depends on tomorrow as well, I guess. Uh, yeah. Who's going to play in defence tomorrow? So we'll have to wait and see. Well, but I think yeah, we'll, uh, problem, yeah. Yeah, we'll find. Well, tomorrow will tell tell us a lot, really, about who's going to start in defence on uh, mm. Sunday. But uh, I think we'll leave it there. I really uh, enjoyed that. Yeah. So, uh, thanks to Glenn, uh, who made a fleeting appearance. You know, then had to go off to his tend to his Wookie hair. Um, uh, so thanks to uh, yeah, well, exactly, and uh, and and some election business going on as well. So uh, that's yeah. It. He said, uh, I haven't actually had a catch up. Uh, all I've heard about it all today was a quick, you know, WhatsApp exchange with Glenn before. The show tonight, and he said that it's looking like Trump's going to win. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, seriously, you see, that's what he said it's looked like. I mean, I haven't heard the news or anything all day, so I don't know. Uh, well, I haven't either. All, 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 all I would anyway, say, we, that, all I would say is that whoever whoever wins in the American election, we can't. We've got no reason to. We've got no right to um, have a go at them for whoever they voted for. Because look at our prime minister. No, oh, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to go into all that politics stuff, but I'm just a bit, just a bit shocked that, just a bit. Yeah, shocked well, it is. Really. It's a shock, but you know, it's what it is. What it is. Unfortunately, it's there's not a lot of options, is there? We haven't got a lot of options. We didn't have a lot of options last year. They don't have a lot of options now, do they? It's just what's there, and you know, it's like it's like voting for Tottenham or Chelsea, isn't it? Who'd you vote for? Do you know what I mean? Uh, well, he's about eight, eighty odd years old. No, not quite, but uh, he's nearly pushing eighty, isn't he? That uh, uh, what's his name? Um, well, they both are, really, aren't they? Because, I mean, Trump's not exactly young, is he? He's not, he's, he's no, must be in his true. 60s, isn't he? Late 60s, isn't he? I'm not sure. Can mm. either of them play on the right wing? That's what I want to know. I'd like, I'm just thinking if, it, like, an, an extra right, right wing option. Right wing. 
even know. Do you know what? I mean, that was so bad it went right oh, over yeah, the edge. It was. It was I, I, I started saying it. I thought, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> Very, very good. Boom, boom, boom. Completely unintentional, I have to say. But uh, anyway, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> Richard, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. And uh, tell everyone about your channel. Tell everyone about your channel and uh, how they can reach you and, and uh, watch those great videos because they are mostly on them as well, which just you know makes them yeah. Well, it anyway, makes sorry, Richard. <laughs> yes, I mean, it turns <laughs> over and over and over again. Um, I tend to do a weekly positive Arsenal podcast. It's called um, Andrew's normally uh, a guest on there most of the time, which is good. Um, it's normally so we try and keep it positive on the channel. Um, funny enough, I've got an Aston Villa fan. I'll be I'm pre recording a show with an Aston Villa fan. We're re recording it tomorrow, it's going to probably go out on Saturday. So, just to get an Aston Villa perspective on a weekend game, um, so that's going to be quite good as well. Um, and doing all the usual stuff. I'm actually trying to get a show together for Friday. I don't know whether you guys are, might be available to come on to preview the Villa game and look back on, obviously, the yeah. Europa League game as well. On Friday, I want to get another Positive Arsenal podcast done then because um, yeah. that could be quite interesting. Um, and as well, I mean, I've, I've got a, a preview prepared for the Aston Villa game as well with past results and the kind of stuff that I tend to do and the history of the fixtures and stuff like that. And tomorrow as well, uh, no, not tomorrow, sorry, on Friday morning, I'll be doing a, a more in-depth look back on the on the Mulder game, um, you know, and how we've played and which players have stood out and all, the, all that kind of stuff as well. So there's loads of stuff coming on up on the channel as well over the next sort of three or four days. Um, and then, of course, there's an international break, so there's not a lot going on. Plus, I've got a new job starting on Monday, so I'm going to be... A bit Congrats, busier man. than I have been in the last few weeks. Yes. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Congrats, it's only man. working from home. It's, it's a job working from home, which is great. So it means I haven't got to travel about and it, it suits me for the minute and it it's, keeps me out of trouble. And it just might mean there's a few less videos every week that I can get a chance to do starting Monday. So I'm going to try and get as much done as I can this week so that I've got a few bits and pieces to put out next week and, and see where we go. But it's over and over and over again. So I say pop over there. Um, I say there's... Um, Friday, then we'll we'll get a, a, a podcast on Friday, and I say I've got a show with I say the Aston Villa fan who's coming on. That'll be I'll probably put it out Saturday at some point, maybe Saturday morning, um, and that'd be good as well. Um, so I say loads, loads of stuff coming up. So check out that as well, and um, say thanks for having me on your channel again, Andrew. I know it's uh, I know you've had a few issues with your channel. It's good that you're back up and running anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got it all uh, sorted. It was all. Uh... You know, well, I won't go. I'll tell you after, but yeah, all sorted. So that's great. Great to be it's back. To be thank back you again. Yeah. And uh, Chappers, obviously, thanks again. And we'll yeah. see you again next week. Yeah, thanks for having but me. But yeah, man. you're welcome. Uh, welcome anytime, Richard, as well, by the way. Sorry, go on, Chappers. I was just saying, yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, good to see you as well, Rich. Yeah, well, you're, right, a permanent, yeah. You're, you're a permanent fixture. So, you know, I, I don't ha have you, if that's, I don't want to. Sounds a bit wrong, but you know, uh, not anymore, do I? You're always on it, very familiar, exactly. <laughs> oh, right, anyway, thanks everyone for watching. Thank you, Tony. Thanks to um, Winston. Thanks to everyone else that we've been uh, watching us throughout the evening. Uh, it's been much appreciated, and thanks for all your input. It's been great. Uh, please make sure you give us a like before you go and uh, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Um, but yeah, without further ado, we'll look forward to seeing you next week and we will end it there. So thank you very much. Cheerio. Come on, you gunners.
Come on, you gutters. Come on. He can beat mold. Easy. Come on. Beat mold. Yeah. I'm sure we can. Come on, you gutters. Are we still on? <laughs> Bloody hell, yes, yeah. we are. <laughs>